0: This is Hot Take with Jan Vermeulen. Well, time's just gone 12 minutes to the hour, 12 minutes to 6, and it's techno time. I think I'm going to call it that, techno time. Look forward to this every Tuesday because joining us now on the line is Jan Vermeulen, editor at My Broadband. Jan, good afternoon once again. Thanks for joining us.
1: Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Quite a bit to unpack this afternoon. Let's start with why Eskom keeps getting accused of lying about load shedding. Take us through that.
1: Yeah, so the simple answer is that they uh, they publish these evening peak um, uh, data sets. So they go, you know, at the evening peak, in, uh, you know, this is the the load that the system was under. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of those statistics is load shedding. Um, but the the Eskom has now explained that that load shedding statistic also includes load curtailment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for for people who might not know, load curtailment is when Eskom calls up some of their biggest clients who have now signed up to this program and says, listen, you need to cut 10% of your load immediately and you need to cut it uh for the you know for uh, several hours so that the you know to help us um, minimize the amount of load shedding mm-hmm. and um there's like a there's like a whole financial scheme behind this program people who sign up for the load curtailment uh, program get paid for the load that they uh, that they switch off and they um can get exempted from stage 1 and stage 2 load shedding mm-hmm. not that we've had stage 1 and stage 2 much in the past uh, <laughs> few months. Um, but, so,
0: so how has uh, that been received then? How, how, yeah, yeah, how yeah, yeah, so
1: the problem is, right, so what, what happens is that um, ESCOM in the load-shedding statistics will say, oh, uh, mm-hmm. load-shedding 6,300 megawatts at peak. Now, stage six load shedding only goes up to 6,000 megawatts. So if you go to 6,300 megawatts, that's stage seven. And so, mm-hmm. um, people, um, including, um, respected energy analysts on Twitter have been saying, listen, ESCOM's lying about the amount of load shedding that they're implementing. Cause right here in the statistics, it's saying it's essentially at stage seven. And then ESCOM has to come out and explain, no, 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 you know, there was load curtailment um stage 1 and stage 2 that's included in this figure so it's it's still stage 6 um with stage 1 and stage 2 load curtailment
0: mm-hmm. um
1: but uh, you know there's there, there was uh, some of this that just hasn't rung true in the past um and so uh, but and and now there's also this seed of doubt i think that's planted in people's minds because um of, of the confusion around load curtailment and load shedding that now people are kind of taking, um, the statistics of the prince of salt. So we've asked Eskom, Hey, listen, why don't you just publish the load curtailment statistics along with the evening peak data? And long story short, they said it was too complicated to do it. They like, uh, uh, unfortunately separating the load curtailment out. From the load shedding, the the actual load shedding figure is too is too difficult. So it's easier to just report the overall load shedding figure, um, <laughs> and and not try to separate out this yeah. many thousands of megawatts load shedding, this many thousands of megawatts load curtailment. Um, and uh, honestly, I, I couldn't quite follow um, their explanation for why it's so complicated. Uh, I was so I wondering about that, have to that take too. Their, their, yeah, their, their word for it at the moment.
0: But, uh, yeah, you wonder about load shedding, too, for that matter, Jan. Uh, this is for another discussion, I guess. But uh, really what one's experiencing now, uh, I wouldn't call it load shedding anymore. I'd call it blackouts and outages. And I'm sure many of yeah. you, the listeners have encountered this. But I guess that's for another discussion. Uh, let's see how this pans out uh, regarding this um, load shedding and, kind of you know, like uh, compromising, this compromising effort that they are trying to do with businesses. Uh, from Let's move on from such uh, calculations to sampling now. Tell us about... Uh, who tried out all four prime drink flavors which checkers sells
1: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> right. so folks will folks will know there was huge fan fanfare around the launch of this prime yeah. uh quote unquote hydration drink i'm right. like well at least it's not a dehydration drink right. um but um but yeah there was huge hype around it well done uh, to checkers and their marketing team mm-hmm. for the hype and and the hype was around the fact that it was spotted at an engine forecourt, right? right for 400 rand or 5, five like eighty-five rand a bottle. Um, Sorry, so just to recap,
0: how much is a bottle? What's its quantity?
1: <laughs> so, so it, it um, part of the hype was around the fact that you could. The only way to get Prime in South Africa was through importation, right. and it was being sold through engine forecourts. That's, um, you know, the the engine, the little engine shops. Um, yes.
0: No. Sure. Um, yeah. The little shop. Shoplets. You know, right.
1: For 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 four hundred and eighty-five rand a bottle, five hundred milliliters. Five hundred mils. Yeah, nice. it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and then checkers brought it in for 40 rand a bottle, which is equally ridiculous. But now what? that you compare it against the 485 rand, yes. it, it doesn't sound so bad. It's called price anchoring. It's brilliant. So, um, it's, it's really, 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 <laughs> well, really well played by them. Um, but, um, yeah, so we, we tried all four flavors that they sell. And that's an important distinction because there's several more. I think there's like seven or eight okay different fl- different flavors, and uh, the consensus is that it is super sweet and but not mm-hmm. because of sugar like it it famously mm-hmm. does not have a lot it has no artificial sugar right. in it, but it has many artificial sweeteners in it um, oh okay and, and so yeah, it uses just a huge amount of artificial sweetener to, um, and, and it's just incredibly sweet. Uh, so that's, it was like, the, the, it was almost overpoweringly sweet. But, uh, and for the, for the rest of the flavor, it's kind of, um, it's kind of meh. And so, um, just a, you know, uh, uh, like a couple of days later, um, we, we also did a, a taste test shootout with my colleagues at business tech of energy drinks right. and sports drinks. Right. Um, including Energade, Lucasade, Powerade, um, all the aids okay. and, um, and, uh, Prime in there, but then also Red Bull, Monster, um, South African, various South African energy drinks, like more fire. Um, and, uh, and Prime ranked poorly Prime, <laughs> like in that taste test, well... it was, it was, it was a completely blind taste test and, and it, uh, it featured like, I want to say, uh, 15 of us at the office, mm-hmm. um. And, and none of us scored it well. It, it really no. ranked poorly amongst us. But of course we don't, we're not necessarily representative of the target audience, mm-hmm. which is teenagers and younger. Right. Um, and uh, and their palates might be uh, more you know m- m- more adjusted to this right. level of sweetness, well, whereas uh, us us old fogies taste.
0: Fogies was got, the isn't. last time I heard that expression. <laughs> please don't put it out there too much, young. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let, let's let's uh, let's just move on from that. And look, uh, we just about about five minutes left. There are a few more items. I just wanted to unpack with you. Vodacom, please call me. Cases back in court. Idea man wants billions.
1: What's yeah, happening this, here? This, wow. This, yeah, this is such a hectic story um, still. And, and so this is the story of Kenneth Nkosana Makate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who in the year 2000 says that he came up with um, essentially the please call me idea. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that's perhaps an exaggeration. Um, he came up uh, with an idea to buzz someone's phone. Mm-hmm. So essentially send them a missed call. Right. Right. Um, and uh, and then let them know to call you back right, right. so that, that that was that was the the basic idea behind it um uh, and um he uh crucially was promised compensation by a manager at Vodacom even though the manager was not authorized to promise him that compensation um okay. anyway mm-hmm. um, so this was in the year 2000 mm-hmm. uh Vodacom ultimately launches please call me in 2001 mm-hmm. And at some point, Makate leaves Vodacom. Uh, right. he, he was there as a as a financial manager of some sort, mm-hmm. um, and so um, he leaves the company. And then in two thousand and seven, serves Vodacom with uh, a a legal letter to say you owe me money. Um, and when Vodacom took a dim view of this, he sued them. In 2008. And so this matter has been ongoing now for like going uh, on 16 right. years. Right. Uh-huh. It went all the way up to the constitutional court. Now it's, Then it went back um, to the high court and now it's back uh-huh. at the Supreme Court of Appeal. That's what happened today. It was in Bloemfontein today to hear Vodacom's appeal because what happened, just briefly, what happened was uh-huh. the constitutional court ordered – That uh, Makate is indeed entitled to compensation And Vodacom must negotiate with him in good faith If the negotiations break down The constitutional court already foresaw this Mm -hmm. They said that the Vodacom CEO In this case Shamil Jusub um, must sit and make a determination for what is a fair and reasonable.
0: And of course, he'll be in a more author- he'll be in a more authorised position as, a, as opposed to who the, who this guy liaised with in the first place. Right, and right. so
1: um, rather than uh, uh, what in, in what I would consider quite a generous offer, Vodacom offers him forty seven million rand for the idea. Remember, Makate had okay nothing to do with implementing the idea. All he right. did was have it. You had the idea, um, <laughs> and Marcato says, "No, thank you. That is too little money. I want a share of the revenue that you generated which from is? this idea, which he estimated." Um, to be like 208 billion rand. Whoa. He wants 5%, but it, like this varies. He, he currently wants 5% of that. Um, but in the past has also talked about 15%. Uh, and the, the, the values, um, that, that's claimed for this have varied from 9 billion rand now, Ryan. 9 billion. And I'll let, I'll, I'll contextualize that in a second up to like 110 billion rand. In the past, now now to put things in context, Vodacom's total market cap
0: mm-hmm.
1: is like 250 billion rand, right? Vodacom spends a billion rand a year just on batteries for its towers wow. to help protect them against load shedding. So what what Makate is asking for is nine years worth of battery budget <laughs> for for protecting the the network. So, so Vodacom has a choice. Mm -hmm. Pay, pay him his, the nine billion he's asking for, which obviously it can't. It won't have that much cash. Um, and not roll out batteries for those nine years. Sure. Charge yeah. customers more. All I, uh, what I'm trying to contextualise here is an obscene amount of money. Sure,
0: yeah. Um yes. We're going to have to leave it there. But yes, uh, we're. I'm sure we're going to touch onto the subject uh, a bit more in the not too distant future. Yeah, when, when the really injury comes injury. down, we'll yes. definitely chat about it again. Probably millions or tens of millions later. Jan thanks so much for joining us this nice afternoon. Pleasure, Jan, Jan from our editor at uh, well, rather the editor at uh, my Broadband, giving us a little, uh, quite a few interesting items. We never find enough time to chat to Jan but uh, yeah, talk to my producer. Maybe we can extend the. Uh, shall we say interview period a bit longer